I need I need to find uh, what podcast number. Where is God? Why I'm all over the place. Are you recording? Yeah. Why you need to say something secret? No. to episode number 29 of Music Video Land, the music video podcast where me, Adam Farahome, and your co-host, Doug Klinger, take you through the world of music videos. We talk to people who make music videos, we talk about music videos, and other miscellaneous items. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm Adam, and how are you doing, Doug? Good uh, good week? Uh, super good week. So for episode number 29, we have a really fantastic music video director, Todd Ancasawan, who has directed videos for Evidence, uh, uh, Nobody, I'm sorry, no, Marco Polo and Rusty Jux, <laughs> uh, Soldier Boy, um, T-Pain, um, Black Rob. He's done a lot of hip-hop music videos, and uh, we really suggest taking a look at those, especially watch uh, our favorites are... Um, or ones you should check out for the interview are Falling Down by Evidence. Um, you you by Evidence. Pretty uh, much all the ones by Evidence. Right. Uh, rap Song by T-Pain. Nobody by Marco Polo and Rusty Jux, definitely. And uh, Two Millie by Soldier Boy. And uh, another thing that you'll find in the show notes that we did not tell Todd that we found um, is clips from his previous career, which he also talks a bit about in the interview. That's right. And if you don't know what the show notes are, just go to filmedinsert.com slash podcast. And we got all the shows listed there. Uh, and this is episode number 29. You just go to that page and we got all the links there because we all talk about more than just the videos. We talk about other items and links. So, uh, Doug, did you watch the uh, Super, Super Bowl? The bowl, the large bowl? I was part of the uh, one half of people who own a TV who watched the Super Bowl yesterday. It was 100, 111 million people. And the thing that I found interesting was that the most, apparently the most highest rated aspect of the Super Bowl this year was the halftime show featuring Madonna, uh, MIA, Nicki Minaj. And they didn't mention it to me, but they're in there at LMFAO. You were excited about that. I was a little excited because I didn't know oh, they were going to be and, in there. And, and CeeLo, <laughs> CeeLo too, which which made me bring, break out the old Twitter account. The Gnarls Barkley is a banned Twitter account. <laughs> That's Just right. That, For long-time that. listeners of the podcast, you may remember that Doug's one of long, Doug's long-time hobbies is uh, correcting people on Twitter who think Gnarls Barkley is a person. Not me, myself. Me through an anonymous account that... <laughs> I'm able to keep anonymous, although talking about publicly. Uh, it was, so it's, not through, that, it's not through your public account? No, Gnarls is a band. It's a Twitter hmm. Twitter handle, at Gnarls is a band. Well, anyway, if you if you, you know, tweet something that uh, seems to imply that Gnarls Barkley is a person, or, Look or out. that, yeah, you're going to get and a, that, and, almost and immediate were, splackdown. They were out in droves last night because CeeLo... Uh, 
um, didn't change the word of any the words of any John Lennon songs last night, but did perform during the Super Bowl. That's right. During New Year's Eve of this year, CeeLo Green was under a little hot wa- hot water for changing the words of Imagine. I believe he changed um, a No Religion 2 to And All Religions True and basically set the entire... Uh, like changed change the entire meaning of... Yeah, changed the entire meaning of the song. But um, <laughs> anyway, that firestorm seemed to press, pass pretty quickly. But anyway, it just seemed like an interesting well, fact. Were, that the, people the, were uh, excited about the voice coming back and they put it past they're like you know what he's a great coach on the voice so we'll, we'll look know, i haven't it. seen that i haven't seen that i kind of i don't know i get a weird feeling when i see commercials for that i'm kind of tired of people singing and people judging people singing i'd rather watch them on music videos if you know what i mean who would it who would it and uh today which is uh, monday february 6th uh which is probably a few days before when this podcast will come out uh a music video didn't drop but it kind of came into the internet consciousness through twitter it was a trending topic throughout much of the day today and that is the old standbys okay go uh, and they released a new music video for the song needing slash getting now we if you go way way back to episode number two uh we had um Hector Alvarez and no, that's sorry. Episode three, Dan Busby and Hector Alvarez of Sin Labs talking about their creation of the large Rube Goldberg machine for the OK Go video. This too shall pass. So if we, we also we also had uh, Tim Nakashi on the show, who directed WTF. Who we also who directed WTF by OK Go. Um, which is also a cool music video by them. Now, I'm gonna have to. We may have to have a little tough love here, because I am sure. a big. I'm a big OK Go fan. I think they've. I mean, when you think of the past five years, the V band, who's really done an incredible amount with the medium of music videos. I think OK Go really has to be up there. You think of the Here Goes Again treadmill song. Um. You know, that kind of conquering the world of or being a big player in the world of sort of novelty YouTube videos and putting that in a music video. And even the All Is Not Lost uh, video, which was a partnership with Google Chrome, uh, which used the uh, power and new flexibility of HTML5 to create a really interesting browser experience that wasn't just a, a video. It was sort of something you experienced on your computer. They've really done a lot of interesting things. And when I watched this needing getting video, I don't know if you had the same feeling as me, Doug, but I felt like, I don't know, there was something off and there was something a little, a little off putting to me about this video. Um, and it I don't, seems a little microwaved. Right. And so one of the things that okay, go has done before and it does in the song is they actually don't lip sync to the video. Um, they did this for a version of This Too Shall Pass, the alternate version with the University of Notre Dame marching band, where uh, they made a music video, but they actually sung it live. And they did the same thing with this. This video is a partnership with Chevy, who is doing this um, campaign right now called Let's Do It, where <laughs> you can go on their website, letsdoit.com, and change challenges to... Uh, to win one of these new cars they have, Chevy Sonic. Um, one of these challenges is to put a muffin on something. 
It's called Muffin Top. You put a muffin on something and you take a picture of it. So they're obviously trying to harness a little bit of the internet energy there. Um, but anyway, they you know the concept of these videos are out in the desert in the western United States, and they're driving in a car, and all four of them are in this car. And they're basically driving through this giant machine, very similar to this two-shell-pass Rube Goldberg machine. It's playing the music. Um, it's a really interesting concept. They're doing things like uh, they have these hydraulic bits that hang off the car and hit different things, so they actually drive at a certain speed through uh, a wall of, you know, uh, perpendicular to a wall of, sorry, parallel to a wall of guitars, and they'll hit hit each note as they go by. But since it's a live music video and they're singing it, there's you know, moments where it really works and then moments where the beat is off or something just doesn't sound right. And at that point, it just feels like it's hanging on by a bare thread. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, f- it just feels uh, weird. And it feels like, you know, I, it feels like it almost feels like a, a parody of themselves in a way, you know? It feels like it's nothing more than a car commercial at those points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, this idea, even, even, even with, the execution being perfect feels like it's just pieces of a few of their other videos kind of thrown onto a plate and microwaved, like I said, and served as something new. Um, and I think that it should be said that I'm I'm not, I don't think you are, Mr. Uh, keep corporate out of it. I don't think that's a problem there whatsoever. I mean, no. But when when the video starts to fall apart and all that's left is a car commercial, that's that that becomes kind of a of a downer to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of you know, and I, I like I said, I love OK Go, and this is nothing definitely against the people who made the music video. It's directed uh, co-directed by Brian L. Perkins, and uh, the lead singer of OK Go, uh, Damian Kulash Jr. Um, I mean, it really and is I, an impressive I, technical feat. It's just that, I mean, I think that my feeling about this kind of started when they did the Muppet theme song. It feels like at a certain point that people glom onto it and say, okay, okay, goes the guy. These are the people we, we call when we need something really kind of like a spectacle like this. Yeah. I mean, I, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I, like, I kind of really, like, uh, I, I don't know if you've read the, the op-ed in the New York Times by Damien called Who's Tube, um, where he kind of talks about, you know, the court, the like label influence on spreading videos virally and how, you know, like labels putting certain restrictions on videos, um, sometimes hold back their ability to spread naturally, you know, obviously. So because of things like that, that he covers in the op-ed, like, like, like we said, I've got no problem with the fact that you need corporate sponsorship in music videos or whatever you need to do to get a music video funded, you know, as long as you get across what you're trying to get across, you know, we're not, we're not against that. Uh, You know, if you want to use dogs or cars playing instruments, whatever you you need to do, if if, if that's what you're after. But, uh, um, yeah, like you said, again, when, when it's just being held on by a thread there at, at, at points, it just seems like eventually, eventually, I don't know, do you think that you think it'll peter out? I don't know, because they've done, <clears throat> they've got such a, such a strong track record. I mean, here it goes again. I mean, what year was that? That was 
a while ago. That's 2007, I think. Um, and even before that, with like the video for A Million Ways, I don't, I mean, I think some of OKGO's OK critics would call it a gimmick, but I don't really think it's a gimmick. I think it's something that's really intrinsically important to the band. They're performers, and I've seen kind of snarky comments on Twitter about... Um, you know about them being kind of tied into that but i think uh two reasons you know why that isn't true i mean the music is strong enough to support the video it's not like it's awful music with great music videos i think there's a definite trade-off there and you know bands are performers and this is one of the ways that they feel like they are able to perform um because if they I think I think they would stop it if it wasn't if it wasn't working. But I'm just interested to you know it'd be interesting to, to talk to Okay Go about where this video came from and how they felt about the outcome because you know especially in something like that it needs to work when you're not using a, a music track and that's all I guess that's 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 my main point about that. But well, I think I could tell you what Chevy thinks about the outcome and that's based <laughs> on their that's based on the um, their snarky. Uh, trailer that they released um which these trailers for commercials now that have been happening you know they did the trailer for the matthew broderick one and they did the trailer for this commercial i mean a trailer for a commercial for a music video that's awesome uh <laughs> um <laughs> that's a great which is and then the music video is promoting the car and the band um we won't get go down that road but uh Chevy in their response, uh, or excuse me, Chevy in their trailer for that for that commercial, um, takes a few shots at Keith Schofield's Barking Dogs Volkswagen commercial. Um, uh, in the trailer, they're like, "Dog videos are cool, but OK Go did that better last year. So for something original, wait for our Super Bowl commercial, which is." Uh, like basically a direct shot at that commercial, I would say. And, right. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's Keith Schofield directed a Super Bowl commercial where they also showed it on SNL on Saturday. The um, where dogs are barking the Imperial March, very entertaining commercial. Yeah, but what super uh, viral, thirteen million views. Yeah, I mean it's 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 massive, but it's a great commercial. It's it's. I mean, dog. How can you? How can you lose with dogs? And he does it extremely well. well. That and and yeah, that was the theme of the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but what did it, what needing getting had a they had a commercial? Yeah, during the Super Bowl, there was um, the that car that's used in needing getting. Mm -hmm. There was a commercial for, it, and it was like, what's it called? Like the Chevy something, Chevy, and it's just like, uh, hold on a second, it's the Chevy uh, Sonic. Sonic. So it's like Sonic's first music video, Sonic's first kickflip, Sonic's first. Uh, bungee jump and it shows the car like literally bungee jumping mm. it shows the car like flying through the air it shows the car in a music video this music video like they place this sonic car in a lot of different different places and okay go is in the commercial mm. like that that's that little clip from the beginning that it's like you ready yeah like that that's the beginning of their Super Bowl ad. And but, uh, uh, the re refresh from memory, what did OK Go do with dogs for the uh, 2010 Super Bowl, 2011 Super Bowl? I don't, I don't know. Now that you mentioned it, if it necessarily was a, if it was for the Super Bowl, or 
if if the point of the trailer was just like, hey, we're using OK Go this year. And by the way, the people we're using Volkswagen, they did the cooler dog trick last year. Anyway. Oh, you know, it is their white knuckles video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their music video with dogs. But in the trailer for the Chevy commercial is a whole bunch of clips from that music video. And uh-huh. then Keith Schofield, Keith Schofield pulls the gloves off and and is all like, well, what about the Volkswagen commercial where they changed the road to play William Tell in 2009? <laughs> he's and going back deep in the archives there. He does. But if they're if I mean, he's got I guess he's got a point. Like if if you're going to like say that the OK Go video is completely original, like having a car play music, I, I guess, isn't completely original. Because uh, it's a thin, it's a, it's a, it's a very thin connection between the dog video I'd say that OK Go did and the Keith Schofield dog video. It's um, not exactly the same thing, and so it's drawing the same kind of thin connection between the car playing the OK Go song and the and the car playing William Tell. Mm-hmm. Now, but, uh, did Keith Schofield, uh, Schofield say this on Twitter? Uh, uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. And uh, these, these fights, these these fights between the music video community, man, that's uh, it's tearing, it's it's tearing it apart. Um, I almost said us, but I'm I'm not a director. Uh, the uh, but anyway, if Keith uh, Schofield, if you're listening, we're trying to get you on the podcasts. Look at us defending you, defending you against OK Go. Yeah, Team Schofield over here. So <clears throat> yeah, we are that. Team Schofield. Uh, hashtag Team Schofield. Um, and this is a public plea for Keith Schofield to come on the podcast and talk about whatever he wants to talk he about. He wants to exclusively talk about the similarities between mm-hmm. the OK Go commercial and the Volkswagen William Tell commercial. We're all for that. Mm-hmm. We can. I think we can fill 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes on that. Well, OK Go, here they go again, or there they go again. Well, you all get right. my pun? You get my pun? I do get it. We also want to well, – OK Go is well, welcome – they're welcome on the podcast too. Talk about uh, to talk about the video. Here we are opening openly propositioning people that we talk about to come on the podcast. But, I will uh, say though that they're kind of a victim of themselves at this point. Like if anyone else yeah, don't did be too that, hard on them. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, if anyone else made that music video, they wouldn't be judged the same way that the OK Go is now being judged. That's true. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't mean to say that like they've become they're cheesy or anything like that it's just like they've they're being judged more now because they've set this set the bar so high like right out of the gate they set the bar high and they've they've topped it and not only that like when you know in in the they've done multiple music videos for one song and that's still worked i mean they they clearly are good at this particular thing mm-hmm. and uh i just think that this one might have missed a little bit and it seems to have the most behind it you know what i mean mm-hmm. all the other ones kind of have that more natural feel this one had a super bowl commercial um <clears throat> well the beat rolls on and it is currently ro- rolling on to our interview for this episode of the podcast of music video land and uh we are very happy to have uh, really fantastic music video director Todd on Kasawan. Uh, you should go check him out on the site. Uh, search for Todd with two D's. 
Um, and uh, if you're looking at the show notes page or the podcast page, we'll have that link in, in the show notes. Uh, so here it is, our uh, interview with music video director Todd Uncasawan. My name is Todd Uncaswin, you guys already know. Um, you may you may not have known how to pronounce the last name, but it is Uncaswin. Uh, it's almost phonetic, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, I direct uh, music videos. Um, I've also directed, you know, documentary. I've uh, directed music videos probably for the past five years um, or so. And before that, I was uh, working in TV news as a reporter, broadcast journalist. Um, and, uh, you know, I had done that for, for a little while. That was kind of like my, my first career right after college. Um, but then, you know, filmmaking had always been in the back of my mind. And I figured, you know, after about five years doing that, I was like, I need to, to break out and, and do this filmmaking thing now or I'll never do it. So I just, uh, yeah, I just started doing that and uh, been kind of directing stuff ever since. Now you have your in your your journalism background is something that we haven't seen before in music video director. Uh, it's and you know when you decided to make that leap over to directing in music videos, what was your what was your in for that? How did you make that leap? Um, well, see, it kind of goes stems all the way back to when I was a kid because uh, you know back when I was a kid, you know I would do probably what most filmmakers and media, video directors and, and what have you have done in the past is make those home movies with, you know, with kids from the neighborhood, stuff like that. Um, you know, and I, my, my dad gave me my first camera, and which was uh, his old camera. It was like an eight millimeter uh, Canon film camera. And, you know, I, I would make stop motion films. And then from there, I'd, you know, he, he bought me one of these, or he actually bought himself, you know, like those VHS camcorders. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I jacked that from him <laughs> and started making, you know, made the like the uh, obligatory uh, childhood horror movie, you know, where you have all your, all, you know, all your friends and you just kind of, uh, you know, have the fake blood and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I've just been enamored, you know, by the whole filmmaking process ever since I was a kid. So I knew that was something I wanted to do eventually, but it just seems so far fetched and, you know, far reaching that I didn't necessarily try to pursue that, you know, right out the gate. So I decided to pursue another far fetched career, <laughs> which was, uh, which was, uh, uh, broadcast journalism. Um, that was another, you know, another interest of mine was writing and, you know, and, and I was, you know, wrote for the school newspaper, stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, I, I love combining, I love the medium of, you know, video and, uh, motion picture, but also journalism. And I sort of meshed those two things together and, you know, went into the direction of broadcast journalism. Um, but then, uh, you know, so, so you can imagine I'm doing that, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I still have this passion and interest in doing, uh, music videos or filmmaking, but, but, but initially music videos. So, um, you know, while I was actually, you know, I had, probably my fourth year into like the whole journalism thing i uh, you know bought a camera it was like a gl2 i think um canon gl2 little little uh you know mini camcorder and just started doing stuff on the side uh just you know just going out experimenting with it and trying to you know get things get get familiarize myself with the whole filmmaking process again um and uh you know, before I knew it, I, I thought, you know, I, I just need to make this 
transition. So at the time when I was really kind of taking it seriously in terms of thinking about making the transition, I was working in uh, Memphis at a CBS station there. But I figured I was thinking to myself, well, I need to be closer to L.A. You know, and I'm from California, so I was like, I need to get back home. Some, you know, I need to get back home and do and do this. But there was nothing really that. You know, I didn't have any job there or anything like that that can bring me closer. But it wasn't until I got a job in Phoenix at a station out there, I was like, okay, I'm close enough to home. Maybe I could, uh, you know, make the transition now. And this way, if I need to do stuff in L.A., I'll be sort of close. And so that's what I did. I just started doing, you know, I had done stuff on the side to kind of sort of build like a reel. And then um, I just left. I just I just left <laughs> the journalism thing and just started doing uh, the uh, the video thing full time. And, uh, you know, there were some, 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 some hardships, you know, some initial hardships at first, you know, monetarily and stuff like that. But I knew I would, you know, find my way and, and, you know, before I knew it, you know, things started getting stable again and, you know, things have been pretty steady since then. And every, everything that, you know, a a lot of the music videos that you work on, they, they have a lot of visual effects and it, and it seems that you're uh, a large part of that, um, was were any of the you know you don't have any any classical training or anything like that in any of the effects or anything like that either that's that's all self-taught yeah that's all that's all self-taught um you know i'm kind of consider myself somewhat of a, a a geek kind of a tech geek and you know stuff like uh you know software interface or you know graph graphical user interfaces and stuff like that and dealing with things like uh, photoshop and and after effects was just stuff that interested me anyway and uh, and I and at the time when I was trying to make my my first demo reel, I I felt I needed something to sort of uh, distinguish myself from you know maybe other up and coming uh, music video directors. And so I, I started just dabbling with the uh, like the After Effects stuff, and you know it was never really that good, but it was something you know that that was different. And uh, you know I just started incorporating it into uh, some of the earlier videos, kind of out of necessity in my mind. And uh, just the more I started doing it, the more I started getting into, you know, the whole visual effects thing and compositing and stuff like that. And sort of just kind of stuck with it, you know, from that point on. And, and a lot of the videos you work on are, you know, you work on a lot of hip hop videos. How does being a tech geek translate into the world of hip hop? You know, that's, that's a pretty good question, because I think that um, actually kind of gave, gave me and does give me an edge uh, to a certain degree, because not, not too many people are, you know, really kind of delve into that, you know, in the world of hip hop videos, as far as like, you know, that, that type of like, uh, you know, post-production effects and stuff like that. So um, that was one thing that helped, you know, catch the eye of certain uh, labels and artists. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the music, which is why, you know, that's, that's primarily the type of videos I do, particularly like underground hip hop is just, is just my, it's my shit right there. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to, you know, catch, catch the eye of, you know, a lot of underground, you know, underground artists that are established um, that I'm that I'm personally a fan of you know so um, and then they, they typically don't have the budgets to necessarily do like an all-out effects video so you know here I come along and am down to do these videos and you know give them a little bit more production value uh, in that regard so you know it's definitely helped me out in the hip-hop realm you know and speaking of the hip-hop videos you've done you know one of the things we've noticed is a thread through some of them is this uh you know the setting of the streets um you know whether they're taking place in the streets a lot of your videos feature you know that as a setting walking down the streets um and and i I was wondering you know where that um 
I guess where that setting comes from in, in a way because it's, it's presented in different ways like in the Black Rob celebration video it's this very idyllic setting where everybody's together and then in the showing up video yeah. it's sort of this this rainy kind of desolate area uh, you know how do you, yep. how do you use that that uh, that setting in, in in your videos you know it's yeah it's funny I, I seem to always kind of go back to to that for some reason I think it's because it's just Maybe it's in my in my personality. I'm always kind of moving around, and I can't just stay still. And I, I can't, you know, I, I I really get bored when I just see kind of static shots and and stuff like that. And I always feel like I just something needs to be moving, or the talent needs to be moving, or or something. So it kind of almost fall back on that whole. Let's just walk around somewhere, and I'll build something around it. You know, so it's that kind of thing. It's just you know, maybe it's just kind of an ADD kind of thing where I feel like, uh, you know, my attention needs to, to needs to be there. And, and when I see movement, that's sort of you know, half the battle for me as far as keeping my attention and then trying to do something interesting around that. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And that's, that's a pretty interesting observation because I, I think you're right. I do tend to, uh, you know, kind of, kind of do things in terms of having the talent move around or walk around whatever setting, you know, it, it may be, but that's, I think that's pretty much where it stems from is just, you know, my inability to really stand still. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the videos that it, are, it, takes place in the streets that we really love that we wanted to ask you about is the nobody video the marco yeah. polo uh, and um rusty jux i believe i'm saying that right i always get that wrong um where it's just this uh really over the top version where these pushing people out of the way and the effects kind of um uh, play into that where did that concept come from and is it is it meant to be over the top or or in a little bit ironic or is it or is that a kind of a, a straight face video no, that's it. It's actually both in terms. Not, not definitely not like just not, not trying to be serious about it. It's definitely supposed to be very ironic and uh, kind of over the top. I'm pretty much over the top, and that was the whole idea. And I was I was kind of nervous about whether <clears throat> whether anybody would get that. And you know, based on feedback I've gotten or just like YouTube comments, I think most people understood that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And you know, some people are like, oh, they think they're hard, just punching everybody in the street. <laughs> but <laughs> but it really definitely was not that at all. Because when I heard that every time. You know, when I heard the song, the song is really like this boom bap, you know, New York in your face, slap your mom, throw their microwave <laughs> out the window, kind of kind of video, you know. Um, and it, a lot of a lot of like especially like East Coast boom bap hip hop, you tend to when you hear it, you tend to get that face that like something stinks face, you know what I mean? You're like ah yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, what if we just did a literal literal interpretation of just. Oh, just you know, almost like a metaphorical manifestation of how you feel inside when you hear a song like that. So you know that that's pretty much what what uh, uh, prompted that that concept. And uh, and you know there there was some inspiration that I drew from. Like uh, I don't know if you guys remember or have seen or familiar with like that that SNL skit with Andy Samberg where he's just punching people out for no reason. Oh like they're yeah, eating yeah. A sandwich. Yeah, like that video, and then there's another. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. It's the one where he's just walking down the sidewalk and bumping into everyone. Bittersweet Symphony, oh, I think yeah, by Verve yeah. or something like that. But it was a video like that that I saw that was just. It looked you know realistic, like he was really walking down the street, just bumping into you know random strangers without any regard. So uh, those those two videos um, stood out in my mind as kind of visual influences. But then you know I just wanted to kind of make it a little bit more over the top by adding the explosions and. <laughs> independent punching and stuff like that and so that's pretty much where where that whole thing came from it's so, yeah it's such an uh, i guess uh energetic and i guess well the explosions help with that but the 
Yeah, I guess the reason that I, that I wanted to ask about whether it was uh, uh, serious or not was that you guys pulled off with such a straight face. I mean, it, it, <laughs> you could almost it you know you, it could almost go either way. Um, yeah, yeah, I, and I and that that was the thing. You know, we wanted to kind of. I think it was more ironic if it, if it was more if it was done like that, kind of more mm. straight, kind of straight laced in terms of their um, their their disposition and 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 just their facial expressions and whatnot. You know, one of the artists that you've worked with uh, a, a few times is Evidence, um, and we're really big fans of the videos you've done with him. And we want okay. to talk about the uh, the falling down video because uh, one of the things that really caught our, our eye about this video was. The cinema, you know, the cinematography, the imagery, um, and you know, it's just, you know, interesting. We don't, we haven't seen that, you know, before in a music video, and especially a hip hop music video. Where did right. the, where did the concept for that, for that, uh, th- those visuals come from? Okay, uh, it's out of curiosity. How did you, how did you stumble across that video? That was, that was Doug. Doug showed it to me. Doug, where'd you get that? Probably evidence on Twitter. Oh, okay, so you you were already following evidence on Twitter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dope. Okay. You know, I'm always wondering like where people catch some of the videos because you know, not a lot of times they're not, usually not broadcast or or whatever. You know, just kind of curious. But yeah, but anyway, as far as that particular video, um, it's kind of a funny story because we, you know, we had done you know those previous videos as as you've mentioned, and you know he had like a you know he had a certain allotted budget for all these different videos, and it got down to like you know he had enough for like one more video. And, uh, you know, he, so he was thinking, all right, we, we don't really have that much, you know, left in our budget for, for, you know, something crazy. So why don't we just do something where I'm walking around? This was, this was evidence talking. He was like, you know, it's supposed to rain next week. Why don't we just do somewhere I'm walking around, you know, in the rain and, and stuff. I'm like, okay, but, um, I'm trying to think like how, you know, I'm thinking like technically, you know, I'm thinking like the water and how the camera and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and how are we going to, and then, and then also, you know, I wanted to kind of hear out his idea more or, or, you know, feel out what he was thinking conceptually, but that's all he was kind of, you know, he, we both couldn't really come up with anything conceptually because I don't know, we just had to hit a brick wall in terms of, of coming up with something, but he's like, that's pretty much what I see. I mean, like, I, you know, I got, I, yeah, I guess I could see why. I mean, you know, the rain come down and, you know, I, I didn't want it to be too like blatantly, not obvious, but you know, like just rain coming down. Although there is rain coming down in in the video, you know, subsequently the video we shot. But um, and I was thinking, well, gosh, when I when I hear it though, it feels more like it feels bigger than that. You know, it feels bigger than just us walking around gorilla style in the rain, um, and it feels darker than what I think we'd be able to capture if we were to do that. You know, here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And so I started to think about, you know, should I put myself out there, and, you know, and, and suggest we do this, you know, all CG video because I know I knew that it would be a lot of work, and uh, I knew it would, you know, it would probably take some time, and it would also take some patience on the label's part and his part, you know, for me to kind of get it all together. Um, but as when I kept listening to the song over and over, I start I kept, you know, getting these images of, uh, you know, those dark noir type images right and then there was a video game that i had you know had played not too long before that that i was really into called limbo um i don't know if you're familiar with that game but it's um one of those downloadable games on xbox and it, it has a very you know similar aesthetic if you ever you know if you go on youtube and look it up but that's definitely what influenced you know the look to me i wanted it to be very shadowy very like noir ish and uh that's kind of what you know that's what kind of what influenced the the look of that of that video, and then uh, and then I felt like in terms of uh, 
you know, like what, what the video means and whatnot. You know, I, he, in, in, in most of Evidence's song, particularly on the Weatherman LP, it's very personal. He talks a lot, a lot of personal stuff. And I wanted this to be something that was kind of was pretty personal. And I understood that not everyone would probably get the video and, and all the little references and hit and Easter eggs that are in the video. But I felt like, let's just, this is the one we should do it for, where, you know, I, I reference his mom because his mother, you know, died, passed away when he was younger. You know, I reference a lot of the, you know, hardships and whatnot that he's gone through, kind of the darker darker days in his life and that's kind of what the video is supposed to represent and it's that's why at the end he's following his shadow it's pretty much himself taking his dark darker self taking him through these different moments you know so you know that's pretty much what that was i mean yeah <laughs> and um speaking of uh it's funny that you asked where i saw the video because um speaking of evidence on twitter i think that recently i saw that he said that there were more videos upcoming f off of the Cats and Dogs album that you guys were, uh, he alluded to that you guys would be working on. Is this an accurate statement? Yeah, that, that is accurate, actually. Um, so, because that's so, okay. So we've you know, pretty much cleaned out his, his video budget, but he still wanted to do, <laughs> he, he still wanted to do more. And, you know, I was, I'm with him. I'm like, you know what? Because I actually have a funny story, like funny backstory about how I met him and how we came, how we came about. But before we even get get into that, if you even want to hear that story, no, um, yeah, we do, we do. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty. You know, I was a fan. Like, I'm, a, I'm a, I was a fan of Evidence before I, I met him. Fan of Dilated. So I was like, I'm. You know what? If if I'm just gonna do it, like, I rarely do. I do like a video for free or or do it without a budget, unless it's something that I would really like personally passionate about and i'm like you know what i'll let's just do another one like let's just do something really quick and something just so he has a visual just because i'm a fan of the music and i just want to to you know just to help out and just be a part of that movement and you know kind of contribute in my way you know in terms of getting that type of music you know out there and and having a visual representation for the music but he was uh and he understood and he knew that and so he was like wow that, that's really dope of you to you know to be down like that but uh, he still went to the label and asked for some more money um you know, just to do another video, and in uh, the in the label, you know, they, they they were so happy with the other videos that they were down. Like, all right, we'll make it. We'll make something happen. So, um, so yeah, we're we're gonna do. Um, I'm actually doing working on a video for strangers that that doesn't. You know, I have him, I have him performing the song, but the, but the song will be more um, narrative driven with actors. Um, and uh, I don't want to give away too much because you know it'll it'll be kind of a cool surprise. But um, it's it's kind of like because uh, when I heard that song, "Strangers," it, it sounds to me like this. I just picture this epic, like Braveheart type battle. But again, I'm gonna do something in that spirit, but more ironic, kind of like the nobody thing. Um, When's that coming out? Um, that's still, that's still TBA. I'm actually working with, um, there's an organization that I'm working with to try to get, you know, a bunch of people who, who kind of do battles like that. Um, oh, nice. and, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, awesome. yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much like, you know, the, uh, have you seen that, um, what's that movie called? Um, Ro role, models? role models. Yeah. Role models. Yeah. Right. Where the, like the, 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 the LARP character, you know, the guys who do the role playing kind of stuff. So it's going to be like epic battles shot in this epic way, but with those type of fighters. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> and there's going to be a, and there's going to be like a storyline that progresses that gets darker and darker. Um, so that's the thing. But I wanted to be with with real guys that actually do this. And you know, I found an organization that you know they practice every couple of weeks. But we're trying to get on the same page schedule wise as you know when we can get the most optimal number of guys out there fighting and stuff. At least just to have you know for like a, you know the the big establishing shots, and then you know I can work around it 
you know, after that with, you know, a concentrated group of actors from that point. It's, but, it's, it's funny that you, you've been working on, this will be your fourth video from that album and the, but in the, you know, you mentioned he's running out of budget and for the fourth one, you've got epic battle scenes going on. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing. What, what I love, um, what I love, believe it or not, is, is making something out of nothing. Like I, to me, that challenge is just what drives me. So, you know, I, I know my resources are like extremely, extremely limited, but I'm, you know, I like to come up with ways of, of getting around that and making things look a lot bigger than they actually are or, you know, or, or, you know, or look more than they cost and things of that nature. So I love that challenge. And that's, that's, this, you know, this, part, this particular project would be one of those type of videos. And, you know, so we'll see how it, how it turns out, but, you know, I'm up for it and, you know, I want to make something cool. So I think, I think it'll end up, it'll end up being a pretty, pretty, pretty dope video. Now you alluded to your, uh, how you got together with, with evidence, how had that relationship come about? All right, so this is kind of so I told you before I was you know I, was, I had been a fan, uh, dilated when Evidence dropped his, his you know his solo uh, you know album I was like on it like I was like play, had a heavy rotation and it's funny I told him you know later I was like man when I used to like work in other videos and edit other people's videos I would just play his album while I'm editing working on other people's videos that was kind of <laughs> what got me through you know because it's just it just hits so hard I just kind of get in when I you know was hearing his music just kind of I get into my work and so it's almost it's kind of funny that I'm you know I'm listening to his music while editing other people's stuff and this is way before I met him I, I wasn't even sure if I was ever going to meet him or, or whatever so the funny story is that okay one um I was out in Canada in Vancouver on a video shoot and I was, I was um, directing a, a video for a Canadian artist out there and uh, you know really cool shoot you know and on the way back to LA you know I get on my plane and I go to my seat on my plane and lo and behold my seat is right next to evidence like <laughs> nice right there I'm like I, I, I walk in and right and uh, you know I just I was just listening to, to him on my uh, iPhone too and so I'm like what I, I pause and I just look at him. He kind of just looks at me and kind of gives me that kind of what's up. And I'm like, Ev? What's he's like, yo, what up? You know, like he's probably, you know, well, I was a fan. I am a fan, but he was probably thinking, yeah, just a fan or whatever. But not, not knowing that we have mutual friends and, and that I direct videos. I'm like, wow. You know, so I, I, you know, I sit down and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I was just, and then, you know, so I started going into like, you know, I'm a fan. You know, I, I, we have some mutual friends. I direct videos. And, you know, he, he's, he, he always says that he's in a bubble. So he doesn't really keep up on who's who and what's what and who directed this and that. But, when I started mentioning which videos I directed, he was familiar with the actual videos. He's like, oh, you did that one? Oh, you did that? Oh, you know that guy? That's it. And so we started, you know, so we had a good, good conversation on the plane and we had talked, you know, maybe one of these days, you know, we should, we should work together. And, you know, so we exchanged numbers and everything and I was all geeked about it. And, you know, I wasn't sure if anything was going to happen. Um, but, you know, he's like, you know, maybe we could, we could hook up and, and do whatever. And, uh, and so that was that. And then, you know, we sort of stayed in touch on email and, you know, try to make some things happen. And this was before his Rhyme Sayers deal. And, you know, he was going to try to, like, you know, make some stuff happen on, on his own with his own budget. And I don't know what happened, but things, things just didn't, didn't click. And then, uh, and then what happened was, okay, I was, in, I was in, this was like maybe a year later. I was in New York just on just on vacation, just just with my family, just chilling, whatever. And he calls me out of the blue, and he's like, "Hey, hey, what up, man? I, I um, just wanted to hit you up. I got a budget, you know, here with Rhyme Sayers, and uh, you know, I have this song with DJ Premier, and uh, you know, I wanted to shoot it with DJ Premier in the video. I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's dope. He's like, and uh, I was wanting to know if you could do it tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? 
And you know, I'm 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 not even prepared for that. You know, I'm, I'm just in New York, just doing my thing. I did happen to have my uh my my seven D with me, so so there was that. And I'm like, okay, but you know, I didn't say no. I was just like, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's see how we can make this happen. He's like, you know, I'll if you know, I'll I'll hit a premiere. Evidence was like, I'll hit a premiere. See if he's down and available, and you know, I'll get a ticket out there, and uh, I'll just fly out there and we'll just do it. So I'm like, okay, uh, cool. We'll do that. And then so I was just, you know, just ready for anything. And, you know, I, and again, I love situations like that. They're just so spontaneous and organic and they just, you know, they just unfold and happen. So I was I was game for that, but still not sure, if, you know, how I was going to do the video or what the concept was going to be or anything. So he had sent me the song. Uh, Premiere was down to do it like 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 a, like two days from that point. Um, and uh, evidence flew out. We hooked up and. Uh, you know, I just came up with this concept of, you know, again, walking around, you know, New York and because he wanted to kind of show New York and show that he was in New York, you know, for the video, especially with something with DJ Premier. And uh, and I was like, well, you know, I don't want to just walk around, just walk around holding the camera. Maybe we could kind of present it in an you know, interesting visual style. And so I came up with that, that snorry cam. You know, you know what snorry cam is by any chance, where it's like that the camera's kind of locked and it ha- locked on the talent. But. And, and and as he's walking, you know, he's he's locked and static, but everything else is moving around in the background. Right, right, yeah. That kind of like that kind of like a requiem for a dream look, and I've you know, used it in a few films. But and, I, and it's funny because the next day I had made that myself. I went I went to Home Depot, grabbed some PVC, looked online for like this DIY how to make one of those things by yourself, and so I spent twenty bucks and made that made that rig, and uh, you know just. Just made it happen. So we just started. We just were just pretty spontaneous with it. We weren't really sure how we were going to do the video, but just had him, you know, walking around. I threw in a few effects in there, uh, hung out in Premiere's studio, and that was that. It was crazy, but you know, had a good time, and you know, from that point on, we just clicked. It seems really spontaneous, but the fact that you met Evidence on an airplane—that's like that's like uh, clouds aligning kind of thing. I mean, you, you know, you talk about Easter eggs and his in his music and stuff and you know that's you know uh imagery with airplanes and and that kind of stuff and the layover ep and uh and everything like that i mean that's it's kind of crazy that 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 happened that way yeah it really is and that's that's why we we both feel like this was like meant to happen i mean everything just aligned so perfectly and then we our personalities clicked and i was already a huge fan and you know so yeah i i just think it was it was fate man and this is completely off topic, but I'm Canadian, and I have a sixth sense for who's Canadian. So can I can I guess the Canadian artist? Okay, yeah. It must be Biff Naked, is it? No, although I, I did, you know what I did do a Biff Naked video, the the Canada video before that. Oh really? Um, oh which, yeah. Who who, who, was, who is it? If you don't uh, if you don't mind. It's, saying. um the song was "We Are Not the Same." It's like we are not the same. He he used like the um the little Wayne like sample. We are not the same. I am a oh, Martian. Oh right right oh. What's that? what is his name? Jeez. Oh, Syndicate villain. Syndicate villain. Have you heard of that guy? I think I think I have. Yeah. Because I know it was like you know he's an indie artist and I think it was like a much music for a little while. Hmm. But yeah, that's who, that's who it was for. And then uh, and then I did one for Biff Naked called "You Make Me Sick." And yeah, those are the Canadian artists that I've done. Nice. Represent. <laughs> what, part of, what part of Canada are you from? Uh, just the uh, Toronto area. So not oh, uh, not the West Coast Canada, not the cool area. Uh, well, so you were still so you were familiar with uh, uh, Marco Polo then? Uh, actually, I actually didn't know he was Canadian until until I, I saw the Nobody video. Um, oh, okay. and, look, and looked him up. 
It's it's difficult because I live in the states now. It's actually kind of difficult to get information about like Canadian artists down here for some reason. It's tough for them to break down. Da- break down here. I don't know why. Yeah, that, that's true because you know I'll, I'll look at you know sites or music sites and stuff, and I'm like, wow, these are all these cool artists that I've never heard of, and it, I'm surprised that I've never. And it seems like they would have an you know an appeal out here in in the states, but it's just weird why that happens. Unless it's you know like those you know, there's a lot of bigger like pop artists that are from Canada. Well, Bieber, oh. of course, and others. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, don't suppose you have done a video for Justin Bieber before. No, no, not, <laughs> not well, as of yet. <laughs> well, uh, you know, another video we wanted to ask, ask you about um, is the 2 million vi- uh, video by Sol- uh, Soldier Boy. Because he's obviously, a, it, in terms of hip-hop name uh, recognition, he's a, he's a large artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the video is very effects driven, you know, how did you come to, you know, work on that project? And, you know, the, the video is, uh, very effects driven where he's saying something like, you know, mentioning Tom Brady and a, a football helmet will kind of materialize on his, on his head. Um, uh-huh. was that something that you wanted to do with something very sort of high tech? I mean, there's a car in the background, something very technically oriented. Um, this, that's actually funny. It's 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 probably not as technically oriented as you might think, like uh, approach-wise or initially. Um, how that video came about was um, the uh, you know I co-directed that with uh, Dale Restigini, who, who goes by Rage. I don't know if you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. but you know he, he did a lot of you know a lot of earlier hip hop videos, a lot of the bigger ones for like uh, Dipset and you know Soldier Boy. He did the the uh, crank that video. And uh, you know, he and I had 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 um, connected a while back, and he he saw one of my earlier videos I'd done for uh, Koch for KRS One, and you know, it was very effects driven, and he wanted to do stuff you know more in that realm, but you know, he didn't have any clue of how to do that. So you know, we had just been you know we we had worked on other projects before before that, and then he you know he's like Soldier Boy's is his guy, so like you know he was doing the Soldier Boy video, and he's like you know we only you know we 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 don't have time to really do like this crazy setups, and we're gonna do something on green screen, and I wanted to see if you want to co-direct with me, and I'm like okay um yeah, and and his and he didn't really have a. And when he called me like the day before he was going to shoot it, and you know again it's one of those spontaneous things. Like I guess he decided last minute, like let me just do it on green screen, and he didn't have a plan. Like he went into it without really uh, any rhyme or reason in terms of the green screen. Like he just like we'll just shoot him on green screen and and you'll figure something out, right? I'm like <laughs> okay, okay. If that's what it's, that's what the situation calls for, then you know I'll see what I can do. So you know I, I went down. To, I was on I was on set and everything, but um, you know he he pretty much had time to shoot. Just like those few setups, like the profile, the wides, you know, tights, mediums, and whatnot, and uh, and you know, Soldier Boy is a different type of rapper lyrically than I'm used to. So like, um, you know, I I'm trying to I know when I was trying to come up with ideas, you know, I was like, how am I going to do something that feels sort of cohesive, and what is this song about, and and whatnot, and so that was just uh, uh, an example of something that came together organically in post rather than like in the actual production of it. So, you know, as I was just sitting with it, the footage and then listening to the song, I was just trying to come up with these, you know, little gags that that could play on some of the things he was saying in his lyrics. Like you said, that the Tom Brady thing and there's like a, a we alluded to like the uh Eminem video or album cover um and uh tw- you know, Twitter stuff, social media stuff that was sort of topical. And you know little things like that, and 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 the aesthetic for it, like it was very simple and kind of had the high techy feel. Was just, I knew that that was kind of like 
to him and his crowd that would be kind of just cool like wow this is pretty dope it's some crazy like next level sci-fi shit type thing so I knew, <laughs> I, knew, I knew they would get it and that's kind of what the reaction was so you know I, I kind of have a good feel for like what you know certain demos you know would be into or, or whatnot and you know he was really down with it you know once everything was said and done so yeah very very spontaneous once again yeah with that video so then maybe a, a video that that's at least um upon watching the video seems that there was a lot more pre-production required would be the t-pain rap song video um because yeah. that seemed like there was a lot of um you know a lot of you know initial setup required and everything like that and and uh one thing specifically about that video that um you know you notice a lot in rap videos is is a lot of rapper cameos and it's something <laughs> that you you don't see in in a lot of other um genres as often as you see it in hip-hop and, and i wonder is as a director how do you deal with you know rapper cameos is that something that's kind of pre-planned and solid it, it doesn't seem like it would be yeah um Typically, it's you know it's 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 not really. I mean, it's pre-planned, yeah. But and sometimes it's not. It's a little bit of both, actually. You know, there'll be you know you might write a treatment a certain way, and then after you write the treatment, you know you you could write the treatment without having any cameos in mind. But then you know a little bit before, little few days before the shoot, the artist or management or whatever, like yeah, what's such and such is going to show up and be there anyway. You can put them in there or incorporate. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to figure out. Again, that to me is kind of fun. Like, okay, yeah, 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 we can make something happen. I'll, I'll figure out a way to incorporate, you know, such and such. And with that particular video, it was, uh, it was sort of like it was sort of expected because, um, you know, he does he does allude to and mention certain or make references to certain rappers or songs that they've done, or, or, or you know things like that. Like the, uh, like there's like Easy E, Sun was in it. Um, he mentioned something about N.W.A. and they mentioned something about Mr. Fab and you know stuff like that that was pretty much you know we, we tried you know he was act we actually went into it consciously trying to get those cameos but there were some other cameos like flow rider and bow wow that you know i didn't ex i didn't know it was going to happen until the day of the shoot and so um which is great I and mean, that that video i mean on the actual shoot i mean i was just blessed and surprised and blessed at how everything came together so so perfectly in terms of like you know when you're on a rap i don't know if you've ever been on a on a, on a, on a video set for a rap video but a lot of times it could be pretty you know kind of chaotic and just out there and you're trying to get everybody on the same page and there's this you know that you have entourage that are doing this and you know hanging out with the artists or smoking weed or doing this and so you're gonna have to kind of like be a, a master of ceremony for this big crazy circus you know with the help of a good ad and i just happen to have a good idea on that shoot and we just kind of kept everything together and everyone seemed to be on board i think everyone i think everything came together because it was such a different kind of idea different con type of concept than they're used to that they were like oh this is crazy all right let's what do we need to do and so everybody got on the same page and you know it was easy to kind of make it happen because everyone cooperated on that particular video but yeah that did take a lot of you know pre-production planning and a lot of mock-ups and pre-vises and and what have you yeah adam and i we haven't been on um on the set of a rap video, but uh, I have done a commercial for a barbershop. We didn't talk enough, by the way, in our in our in our intro about the Super Bowl performance. Just briefly, what did you think about that, Adam? 
uh, well, you know, those shows are supposed to be over the top, so it obviously was over the top. I just thought the, I was just laughing so hard because nobody, as far as I could tell, nobody mentioned that LMFAO were going to be all there. They're like the redheaded stepchildren. And they they're in there for like 10 seconds, they did a line in their two songs, and then they were out. Um, it was I love how funny. literally nobody was actually singing. No, nobody was. And if well, you just... if you follow Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips on Twitter, he was he was kind of led the charge to figure out whether or not um, uh, anybody was actually lip syncing or actually singing. And it turns out they're they're lip syncing, which is I guess you know when I when I think of people lip syncing, especially for very large productions like that, you think of like the Macy's Day Parade where everybody lip sync is kind of a tradition. I kind of think about the music uh, the audio techs who have to. Uh, who kind of can lay back and uh, relax a little bit now because they don't have to worry about uh, mics being on and, and the mix and things like that. They could yeah, just they could play. just get a, a pink rhinestone encrusted microphone and hand that to yeah. It doesn't even need to be on. We don't Nicki even need Minaj. to be on. Uh, the the one quote that I saw about the music video director uh, about the halftime show performance uh, that is relevant to this podcast comes from Matthew Wells. And the quote is, the only person who could be out of touch enough to think that world peace is a profound statement in 2012 is Madonna. And I think that kind of appropriately encapsulates the performance. But one thing that did stand out to the performance, it was not, you know, they keep booking these, uh, ever since the nip slip performance, they keep booking these older performers in uh, in effort to cut down on the potential for controversy and uh, lo and behold um, although Madonna is an old lady herself um, she wasn't surrounded by old ladies and one of the young ladies um, that she performed alongside of uh, flicked the camera off during the performance yeah if you if you're looking for no I mean Madonna was squeaky clean I mean she was very good and I mean she wasn't even wearing anything revealing but uh, if you know they did they flipped her over and you saw her uh, her legs Uh, I think I saw her ankles a little bit too Um, but if you're looking for no controversy you definitely do not look for MIA and apparently nobody even noticed until people started talking about it but yeah but uh, now it's an animated gif which is awesome (laughs) but I think how long did that take yeah, not very long. But I think I might be of someone who recorded their TV with an iPhone. So it's probably not the best animated GIF. But um, I think that that's the perfect segue uh, into our picks of the week. Then you gotta uh, go. You gotta go first. Cause yeah, I, know I gotta pick. go. I gotta go first because my my pick of the week is actually for uh, MIA. Um, it's her new music video for Bad Girls, and. Um, spectacular music video a lot of people if you want to talk about a music video that's being talked about on Twitter this one is is in heavy it's in heavy tweet tweetation which is a thing uh, uh, that I made up um, but mad mad people are talking about this on Twitter uh, it's uh, directed by Roman Gavris who uh, directed the born free video for MIA last year which also was a spectacular music video um, uh, this this music video he on his Twitter account um, calls it his first pop video, um, which is is descriptive in a sense because there is a lot of things that are um, that are found in a lot of pop videos, you know, fast cars and and women and and uh, 
and the, I guess that and jewelry and stuff it, it also exists. But outside of that, it is very different than most pop videos. It it, it appears to take place somewhere specifically. I. I didn't do the appropriate amount of research to find where it actually is shot. I think this is in. I think it was. It's in Morocco. Morocco. Uh, it, everything that goes on in this video seems to be very dangerous, from the surroundings to the people to uh, to the weaponry, to the car tricks, and um, uh, but in addition to all the danger and um, and uh, the car tricks is uh, some kind of incredible imagery. Um, and you know some elements juxtaposed to one another that are you don't normally find you know somebody with a knife riding a horse you know followed by a you know a expensive BMW kind of like speeding in the desert I mean just some of the some of the images in this video are, are like very kind of like eye-catching and uh, and and MIA is a very very charismatic performer also in the video and, and in the scenes where she's kind of just kind of dancing and 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 singing the lyrics they're also very kind of captivating and interesting and uh so it, um my, my point is if you haven't seen this video already which is probably unlikely uh but if you haven't check it out because i said so no, yeah, we have to save a conversation about uh, MIA for another day because uh, she. There's a lot going on going on there, and the one, but immediately about the video, I think it's important to say that those car stunts are real. When I first saw this video, I thought there's no way that's that's true, um, and I pulled up a good quote from MIA. MIA, she said, "I thought I was gonna die on the shoot when I saw the drifting, meaning the car stunts." It was a four-day shoot, so everyone was on edge the whole time, specifically me when I had to do blue stale singing to the camera while the cars did donuts on the wet road ten feet away. In my mind, I was thinking how I was going to deliver the video device with no legs. So she was definitely, she looks very calm when she's on top of the So, cars. like, like eerily, like, it's, it's crazy how calm she looks as she, like, files her nails on a car <laughs> that is, that is riding on, uh, that's all I think about during those scenes. She's, uh, she's leaning back just like filing her nails on a car that is riding on its on its two driver side wheels or two, two driver side tires only mm -hmm. it is just uh she's a badass kind of in this video a little bit and uh um i'm not afraid to say it unless my girlfriend's listening well there you go that's a great video definitely making the rounds in terms of everybody taking a look at it and for my pick of the week i'm gonna go a little older school um, because for some reason in the past few days I've been interested in watching a lot of classic hip-hop music videos and mainly from like 94, 95, 96, watching a few documentaries on that. I don't know, it's just this time, uh, you know, time place. When I, when these songs and music videos came out, I didn't, I saw them, I knew what they were. I didn't really kind of get into them and so I'm kind of revisiting them. Um, but the one that I fine kind of embodies the uh, uh, a lot of elements of that era of music video making is the notorious B.I.G. video for Hypnotize. Are you familiar with this video, Doug? Of course. My sister's screen name on AIM used to be Hypnotize87. <laughs> Why? Oh, because she was born now. Okay, got it. Um, 
This music video is directed by Paul Hunter, who we haven't mentioned on the show before, but who is a m massively popular music video director. Um, started in around in 1995 and has continued to make music videos, but has directed a whole lot of um, really popular single music videos. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's it's uh, it's 1994, directed by Paul Hunter, and basically uh, has sort of a bunch of different sort of iconic images from it. One of them is the Puff Daddy and Notorious B.I.G. Uh, being chased in a helicopter, or being chased, they're in a boat, a speedboat, and they're being chased by, by a helicopter. It's at the beginning of the video. There's a lot of police chasing going on in the video. It's a very high-budget action video. And then probably the image a lot of people remember from this is the uh, sort of gold room they're in for the choruses where there's Dancing Woman and uh, Notorious B.I.G. Anyway, I just think it's a really... Um, uh, you know, in terms of the videos in, towards B.I.G., obviously he wasn't around for very long, only two albums, one that he was alive for, and he didn't make a lot of videos. We talked to Jonathan Delgado a few weeks ago, who uh, was editing the video for Victory, which Notorious B.I.G. raps on, but never got to appear in the video because he died before it was made. So he's not in a lot of videos, I think this is definitely the, the, the best one he's, he uh, did while he was alive. And uh, it's a great video. You should check it out. It's sort of a 90s classic. I'll never forget the mermaids. That's right. That's another... Uh, and the, the mermaids in a backwards car chase. That's right. Man, you have a good memory. The mermaids, they're in this uh, club, and the mermaids are swimming in the... I forgot about that. I'm gonna just watch that. Scene it's it's there. it's one of the only videos because Biggie did a few videos, but this is really like so like Biggie's early career was like uh, kind of like outside looking in, and then just before he died, um, he uh, his he kind of dealt with more of the stuff that Puff Daddy became known for, kind of like that inside looking out kind of thing, like having a lot of money and like just like. I did, he's like in the beat. That's one of that's one of my favorite videos from, you know, when it came out, and like him just like them on the boat, just like throwing money in the air and letting it just like <laughs> blow away, and it just it's just really over the top that music video, and uh, and 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 Biggie and Puff Daddy to me were always like we're like the uh, we're like Chris Farley and David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> like that's their, that's that's the combo. Like that that's like they played that. They were like the hip hop's hip hop's version of Chris Farley and David Spade. So you gotta love them for that. Definitely. Um, well, there you go. It's been a quite a long episode. Uh, it's been real. There you have it. There you go. Uh, so that's uh, our episode of Music Video Land. Um, check us out on uh, iTunes and filmedinsert.com slash podcasts and our Twitter handle is filmedinsert so uh, peep us as the children say and uh, we'll see you next week
us.